You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Hey guys, Coach Ben here, and thank you for tuning in to The Benchcast. I have another great episode for you guys today. As always, we are talking meat prep. COVID-19 edition. I'm going to recap my previous training cycle leading into this past weekend's meet where I competed bench only uh, for the first time in just about a year. Believe it or not, pretty crazy to say, but we're going to talk struggles in training, lessons learned, bench shirts, how the meet ran, and much more. So thank you for tuning in, guys. If it's your first time listening to the Bench Cast, I'm Coach Ben. I'm a professional powerlifting coach and bench presser. I have amassed an 820-pound bench press in my career, and I have the fortunate pleasure of coaching lifters across the world through our online coaching program. If it's your first time listening or you have been listening to the podcast, email me at coachben at bigbenches.com. I want to send you a free PDF, our top 20 bench cues, fully illustrated. Guys, if you're struggling with your bench training, this is going to help you out tremendously, and it's my gift to you free. Just shoot me an email, and it's yours. All right, guys, let's get into it. Let's talk this previous training cycle. All right, a lot of what I learned, what I went through, and my experience at the meet, I hope I can pass on information that'll be valuable to you. All right, uh, this previous training cycle. Okay, starting off, it was it was nuts. It was nuts for everyone, right? The whole virus thing went down. We're all kind of locked down. No one knows what's going on. No one knows what's happening. We're all kind of gathering information as we go. Power meets are non-existent at this time you no one can really prep for a meet uh i don't even remember when the first meet back actually was we had i think in right around may i think we had some athletes that were actually able to prep for a meet uh, as we had an idea that they were going to be able to host again so it, it was it was really difficult uh to pick out a certain meet or actually prep for anything in particular Uh, and the biggest challenge for me this previous meat training cycle was that I dropped 20 pounds Uh, it wasn't on accident you know I was trying to do so I wanted to be in a healthier place you know walking around 257 260 regularly previously Uh, I just did not feel conditioned i did not feel healthy per se you know i didn't enjoy that i would walk up the hills here and i'd pretty much be out of breath doing that you know it was a painstaking thing to think about just trying to walk up the stairs to my office uh going up and down constantly trying you know when we lug equipment around things like that to to meets uh my upstairs office is where all my storage is and thinking about coming up and down stairs and things like that it just it was uh it was was tiring and and i didn't want to be like that or i wanted to be healthier Uh, i started going for more regular walks i started cleaning up my diet a bit i got a fitbit started walking more 
Uh, over this course of time, we ran a challenge with our team, 10K a day challenge, where we challenged ourselves to, to walk 10K steps a day. You know, So I was dropping weight this whole period of time, all whilst prepping for my next bench meet, which ended up uh, turning out that we did Jamie Mata's meet. Um, Jamie programs for me, coaches me. Uh, he was the first person to really teach me the bench shirt. He runs a gym up in Fairhaven, Vermont, and he was hosting a meet. I believe this one is one that got pushed ahead. Uh, this is his New Hampshire, Vermont Championships meet uh, through RPS, Revolution Powerlifting Syndicate. And it got pushed to, well, I guess the date would be August 16th. I competed just the other day as of this recording. And it was an awesome meet. It was an awesome meet, but unfortunately there was a lot of dropouts. He explained to me, uh, and we ended up, maybe it was like 10, 12 lifters there. But, hey, that's fine by me. I was just excited to get to a meet again. This is my first meet back. Uh, whether it's coaching or training or, or competing myself, rather, in six months or so. So very weird for me is I'm often at probably two meets per month at minimum. So I'm usually at a lot of meets. Um, and so I haven't been to one in six months. It was a great experience just to be around lifters again. Uh, I competed bench only. And... This 20-pound weight drop brought me down into the 242 class. All right, walking around, my walk-around weight, 240, okay? And I have been as low in training as 235, okay? So definitely an adjustment to make, especially when it comes to equipped lifting. You know, we talk about how big an impact that weight loss can have on benching raw well you factor in a bench shirt and it is a totally different animal because with bench shirts and this is why i love equipped lifting this is probably why i would never venture back to raw lifting it's just not as fun to me anymore uh is that there's just so many variables there's so many variables including dropping weight gaining weight you know your body measurements how bloated you are, what you're walking around at, you know, all these things factor into how your bench shirts fit, how your bench shirts perform, the weight you're going to be able to lift. There's so many variables that take place, um, which I'll get into a bit more when I recap what happened at the meet. But to lose 20 pounds, um, it was definitely threw me for a loop. To kind of give you a, a recap of where my head was at at the beginning of this meat prep, I was tossing around 700 for a double in my loose SDP. I'm talking my huge-sized SDP. I was tossing 700 around for a double like nothing. Um, really light. actually had my wife hand me on because we did not have people here training at that time. And... I was I was like wow I'm good for nine you know coming up but then I started going through the process of cutting weight down um, yes it does make that significant a difference uh, I did have some good training lifts in the the cycle one particular stands out to me uh, we did a, an overload bench session and 
I was breaking in this whole time. I was breaking in a size 52 Inzer SDP. For those who know, I competed 275 last September when I hit my 820 pound bench press. I did that in a size 54 SDP. Okay. So I figured I'd be around that weight probably at this point in time and that I would go to a 52 because definitely had room to break in a tighter shirt. Uh, however, the 52 at, came in very, very tight at first. Uh, it was very, very tight. Um, it was perfect you know, because I wanted it to be a very tight shirt. But with the weight loss accompanying it, it turned a tight, tight shirt into just a mm, regular fitting shirt. For me, at least. It would be tight for a normal person um, with a normal range of motion and maybe not as much experience. But um, for me, it fit about maybe how that 54 did when I was uh, competing at actually weighing 266 for that meet that I hit the 820 bench. Um so, you know, it wasn't fitting as tight as I would have liked, but we did that overload uh, session, and I did work up to 815 at the top end, so we had 100 pounds of chain, I believe, in that session. We were doing work to a two-board, and I doubled it. It was 815 at the top. That is five pounds less than my all-time best, so that was a great session, albeit a high board. So there was a lot of great sessions, but there was also sessions where I was like, well, I don't think we're hitting an all-time PR here, um, which I was okay with because at the 242 weight class, my best bench um, was still only 660 notched in a meet. So to bump that up at all is all you can ask for, you know, making a new PR. So we decided how things were going. You know, Weights were starting to feel heavy around that 700-pound mark. Um, we decided that, all right, let's, let's go to 685 opener. Um, the only thing I was, I guess I wasn't very worried about it, but something that had to be considered was, will I be able to touch that weight in the 52? Given the amount of weight I lost, I was confident that we could do that. Um, I do not really touch with my bench shirts until the meet. I'm confident in doing that. I want to save as much pop as possible. So I try to be very, very minimal with how much, um, you know, I, I break in that shirt before me. Typically, I'd say I'd feel confident taking a new shirt, breaking it in in about a five-week period, um, if not less, depending what shirt I get, um, and taking that right into a meet and touching for the first time at that meet, okay? The details of how I would break in a shirt we have a shirted bench course coming up the end of August, very, very soon, that I'm putting out. And it's an all-in-company bench online course on how to bench effectively in a shirt. Everything you need to know about shirted benching. Okay, And this course is going to detail my breaking process actually leading up to this meet. A lot of great info there, so stay tuned for that, guys. But going into this meet, haven't touched a weight in this shirt. My usual game plan, all right, let's stick to what shirt um, we're going to be using because I don't like to switch shirts in the midst of a meet. So I don't really like to, at least personally for me, I don't like to have to open with a bigger shirt and then switch to a tighter shirt. I'd rather just get to a place where I can use my tighter shirt, you know, not have to jack it up for the opener and then jack it up for the second, third attempts if need be. 
which means pulling the collar down, pulling the sleeves down, making the shirt tighter by how I fit it to my body. So, day to meet. Okay, I'm feeling confident, feeling good. Got my rest in. Okay, 685 opener. Warm-ups, no problem. Kept squirting down the shirt, spraying it with water. For those who don't know, um, spraying your shirt with water allows the fibers to stretch a bit more readily. Um, had I never touched that shirt, didn't want a lot of seams to tear. Uh, I wanted to make sure it was opened enough to get that that opener down without much struggle because I also don't want to expend too much energy. So I was spraying the shirt pretty much about after every um, every set that I was taking warm-ups. Uh, maybe not the after the last one because by then I worked up a good sweat too. Sweat works the same way. You know, the, that sweat's going to penetrate through the fibers, allow the, the shirt to stretch more readily. So get up to the platform, take my 685. I have the shirt pretty much jacked up where it needs to be uh, or up more on my body. All right, collar's not ridden down low. Um, triceps are up good. It's in my armpits. Uh, so it's fitting good. Take my 685 opener. Went well. Went went great. No problems with it. Shot up. Uh, not much to, to say there. We jumped up a fair amount. 725. Felt confident with that. Figured if I blow this one up, we'll take a bigger jump on the third. See what we got there. Because uh, we're already 20 pounds. A 25 pound PR. So... You know, um, I would like to have gotten in the low 700s for sure. We went 725 in the second. I get up there for the lift. Pulled down the collar a little bit, but prior to this attempt, nothing crazy. Take the lift. Poor execution. Poor execution with this lift. And I'll tell you a few things, um, especially for a lifter who has a big arch. I've always felt you need to have that collar positioned down okay and what i made the mistake of doing was i did not pull that collar down quite enough as i needed to um, nor did i have the the sleeves of the bent shirt pulled down as much as i needed to okay when you have a big arch not much range of motion all right well, let's just say a big arch this your chest is on a slant okay your rib cage is on a slant all right it should be if you're a flat back bencher you're not going to be slanted much okay so uh, this isn't going to be as much of an importance but in order to get a good throw back with the bar um, that's what i didn't execute on the second attempt i did not throw the bar back well enough uh, I kind of pressed it straight up too much so that I was left grinding the weight back as opposed to letting the shirt really do that initial spring for me. And by positioning the collar lower, I'm actually stretching more of the collar because now it's down lower on my chest. It's not up near my neck. The That's where we want that collar to be stretching is lower. And when I'm on that angle, you can kind of think of it as... Um, you can kind of picture it in your head. If that collar's down lower, we're getting more of a stretch in that horizontal plane over more your mass of your chest, and then it's going to aim you back. It's going to sling you back as opposed to staying up near your neck more, not going to stretch across the wide width of your chest, 
and it's not going to give you that spring back. You're not really loading the collar as much as you could be. So third attempt, I knew based on how 725 went, which by the way was a failed lift, not because it didn't come up, because the butt lifted up in the process of grinding that weight out. Took 735 for the third attempt. We were like, I, I said, hey, I got more in there. That was technical mistake on me. Um, wanted to bump up the weight a little bit because I knew that wasn't the issue. I just had to execute better. So what I did the next attempt, put the collar down a lot more, pulled the triceps down, said, hey, I'm ready to go. I was asking, I was making sure that the those who were spotting me were staying close. As I said, hey, um, you know, made the mistake of pressing out the last one. I'm going to send it. I'm going to throw that baby back. So uh, I want to make sure that if that weight was to come screaming towards my face, which can happen uh, if you fall out of groove in that other direction, I wanted to make sure that I was, I was good to go. I was covered. Um, I trust those people that were handling me that, that meet with the handoffs and everything. Of course, definitely trust Jamie behind me. He said, I got you. And uh, so that's what I did. I, I went and I, I sent it threw that thing back and you know we landed in a perfect spot threw it back well uh well executed bench press felt great and that was the third attempt ended up with 735 at 242 weight class um you know proportionally that 820 that i hit at the 266 body weight is a little bit of better ranking but i'm very proud of myself to be able to adjust to this body weight in little time you know we're talking a 20 pound weight drop from march uh, until august all right so we're talking a good four five months um you know it's a good deal of weight to have to adjust to and bench pressing when you drop weight that's the first thing that takes a hit or right, is your bench press things start feeling heavier you know, the bar starts feeling heavier when you get weight on it, when you're a lighter lifter, all right? Especially if you have been lifting consistently at a heavy weight, and then you drop weight rather quickly. You know, it's very tough to make that adjustment, especially in equipped lifting, where I probably could have went into that meet with a size 50 bench shirt and done okay. Um, but I had the 52, and it was a tight shirt, but... Could I have gotten away with a little more tightness? Probably, but it is what it is. Uh, had a great meet. Very thankful for the opportunity. Thankful for Jamie for hosting. Um, you know, great event. Not postponing it or canceling it completely. Um, had a great time getting around other lifters, and yeah, it was it was I not I can't say enough good things about going up there. Jamie and his gym. Uh, well-run meet, RPS, well-run federation, and uh, it was a great experience. It was a great training cycle. I think my training partners that helped me out throughout, um, we definitely had some unique ups and downs uh, given everything going on. It was sometimes uh, a struggle to uh, get weight out. You know, I, and then when I got my training partners in, having to coordinate schedules and make sure people were here, you know, everyone uh, helped me out big time, and and uh, it was a great training cycle. 
lessons that I, I learned along the way. Uh, definitely put more priority on back work as my shoulder did something to it in January. Haven't been able to bench raw, so we had to kind of get away from some of the traditional raw work that we might have done, um, including pin pressing, board pressing. Uh, I had to do everything in the shirt. Had to do everything in a slingshot, you know, including warm-ups. At a certain point, I had to transition over early to my slingshot. Um, and at the meet as well, I jumped in my bench shirt very early. Guys, if you're not confident getting down in weight at a meet, okay, wear your bench shirt early. Throw it on for a measly amount of weight. Listen, I put my bench shirt on for four plates. That's 405 pounds. Okay, I was opening at 685. I took about good four or five warm-ups in my shirt. It gives me time to, even if I'm not going to move much with that 405, having the opportunity to stretch that shirt out a bit, let it kind of conform to my body. Um, those are big, big things. So, guys, if you have trouble touching weight in a bench shirt, get in it early. Get in it for light weight. I think one of the most valuable things you can do if you're having a hard time grooving in your bench shirt is to get in the shirt for some very lightweight. I'm talking stuff that could be 60% of your one rep max shirted. Okay, get in the shirt for that type of weight. It's not going to move far. The goal isn't to touch. The goal is to try to pull the weight as low as you can, but pull it in a good groove. Okay, you can't, you can't redefine your shirt groove when you're under heavy weights it's just not gonna happen you have to work with lighter weights and be okay doing that you have to learn how to work the shirt um, make the shirt work for you okay instead of it throwing you out of groove and owning you okay you have to work the shirt um, you have to learn how to do that with light weight All right so that's one of the biggest things like uh, tips that i could give anyone that is struggling to touch in their bent shirt um when you get a new bench shirt in, listen, when I got this size 52 in originally, even though I had a significant weight loss throughout, this thing, I could not get my hands practically onto the knurling. That's how tight that collar was for me. By, I'd say, I think the third session, it'll be recapping our shirt, of course, again, but I think that third session, I was already out to comp grip which is index on the ring. And this is more true for Inzer shirt. I find they break in very quickly, the Inzer SDP. Okay, so if you get a tight, tight shirt, if you can't get your hands out to the knurling, I would not be nervous just yet. Okay, that collar, that shirt will expand for you. So that's another big tip, another thing I want to reassure lifters on when you get a new Inzer SDP. I'm um, speaking to that shirt specifically because I know it breaks in probably quicker than just about any shirts that I've ever used. Um, be patient with it because it will give, okay? It will give. Keep wetting the shirt down. Uh, if you search shirt break-in, you know, our article, the actual article that Jamie wrote for our website is going to be the first thing to pop up. Follow that protocol for breaking in your bench shirt, okay? Um, so, guys, that was, that was the training cycle. Uh, like I said, a lot more back work because I couldn't bench raw. 
So we did more of that. Um, I was surprised by the fact that typically in the past, I could do maybe two weeks in a row in my bench shirt before I really needed a break because of forearm pain or elbows hurting, something like that. Uh, but since we were training bench only, I wasn't doing heavy deadlift squats. Um, therefore, I wasn't beating up my joints. I was My shoulder's not hurting. My elbow's not bothering me. Uh, so I was able to bench in the bench shirt and feel good doing so on a regular basis, a weekly basis. Every Friday, I was in my bench shirt, okay, whether it was the 52, the tight shirt, or it was a, a very loose shirt. Okay, I was in a bench shirt, and I was feeling good. And I can't speak enough to how much confidence that builds, how much technique you get in, in terms of practicing that groove. Um, so it's a very valuable thing if you can get in your shirt more often. I often get asked, how many weeks can I be in my bench shirt? And my simple answer to that is as much as you can recover from. Okay, The more you can spend time in your bench shirt, the better. But you have to be able to recover from it. So now that we're moving on, we're transitioning to a full power meet. That's right. I'm going to do full power yet again. Squat and deadlift. That damn deadlift, trying to finally get that 600. But um, now that we're transitioning to that, we're going to have to pay a lot more critical attention to recovery when we throw deadlift and squat back into the loop. A simple thing that I've done for our athletes is switch the order of the days. So my athletes, I'll typically have them either deadlift or bench first in the week. Okay, the deadlift's not going to play into the bench as much as a squat will so we're going to do our deadlift we're going to do our heavy bench session and we're going to squat later on okay so that squat isn't going to play into our heavy bench session we're going to have enough um, recovery time in between those and then we have some type of uh, another bench session whether it's a weak point training or speed work or anything like that um flip-flopping those days where you would normally see people squatting first in a week because at the meet you squat first just simply switch to deadlift and squat days around it does wonders for your recovery benefits um, you're not going to wreck your bench um, trying to bend right after a squat session okay so that's something that we've done with our team that has paid off enormously um, so yeah guys Wanted to recap this past training cycle, throw you a few tidbits, some things that I learned um, along the way, uh, some of the struggles I encountered, uh, especially you sure to lifters, um, knowing your gear, knowing how your body fits your bench shirt. It's going to be very, very important, you know, come meet day. If you want the ultimate resource on that, we just created it end of August okay i'm putting out our shirted bench course if you are looking to get your first bench shirt if you have always been training a bench shirt want to learn how to groove your shirt better want to learn how to break your shirt in getting a really tight shirt and breaking that shirt in um, that course has it all has all the tips and tricks on how to fit the shirt jack the shirt up you know we covered it all i covered it pretty much everything that um, I think you'll need to know to see amazing results with your bench shirt to really become a technician. I shared that all in this course, so I'm super excited for you guys to check that out at the end of this month. Okay, go to bigbenches.com, online courses. 
Um, that's going to be a, a great resource, so check that out. All right, everyone, I appreciate you tuning in to the Benchcast. I will catch you guys next week.